0: Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating. So this week, I've got something a little bit different for you. So rather than me telling you the best bite that I ate recently, um, I actually have a special guest. So Sophie Hansen lives with her family on a farm just outside Orange in country New South Wales, Australia. Um, So she trained as a print journalist at the University of Canberra and has over 20 years experience as a features writer. She's been blogging at locallovely.com since 2013 and now also teaches social media and content marketing to producers and small businesses via My Open Kitchen. Um, With this book um, and her previous book, which is also fabulous, called a basket by the door. Sophie continues to build a wonderful community of home cooks, brimming with friendship and and kindness, I couldn't read that. Um, yeah, so given it's the silly season coming up, and you know, an opportunity to bring people together with food, I just thought. What a great opportunity to talk to Sophie because she's written a beautiful book called In Good Company, um, which is simple, generous recipes and ideas for get togethers and good times. So she's all about bringing people together with food. And I just thought what? it's a perfect time of year to do it and just have a chat to Sophie and get her secrets for for stress-free entertaining. So I hope you enjoy this, this chat that I had with the beautiful Sophie Hansen. Okay, welcome, Sophie. So you're actually the second ever guest on the Joyful Eating podcast, and I really loved your book um, in Good Company. Actually, I love all your books. And um, since it's coming into the silly season, which I think I have a feeling it might be extra silly <laughs> this year, yeah. um, I thought it'd be good to like um, get you on so we could have like just have a chat about tips for bringing people together with beautiful food. Because I really feel like you're you do such an amazing job of that. Um, but before we get started usually on on the podcast i share like the like it start by sharing like the the most delicious thing i've eaten in the last week so what's your best bite
1: Well, thanks, Jules. Um, I think actually I went to a very dear friend's birthday lunch on the weekend and um, she cooked, there were 26 of us. It was a big long table, but the food was just so, I know, but she just made it so look so easy. And it was this cold roast beef, which was just delicious. And um, a Bernays sauce, which is, a big treat and salads oh and my goodness. crusty sourdough um lots of big salads and it was just such a generous delicious meal and it was such a good reminder you don't need to overcomplicate things it's just sometimes those simple classic dishes are just the best so that was a real sort of yeah it was an absolutely beautiful meal and everyone was just so happy to be together at the table i think that's really what made it so special
0: yeah, of course. Like it's more than just the food, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and you like, yeah, and I think like the classic sauces, like béarnaise, like it's hard to go wrong with something like that. Like yum. Yeah, yum. actually, I haven't made béarnaise in ages, so You've got me excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> when can I, when can I make some béarnaise?
1: <laughs> when when I was talking to my friend about what she was cooking, I said she said on cold carving beef, and I said you're going to do a béarnaise, and she said oh I don't know. I said I'll bring it, I'll make the béarnaise because I just I love doing it, and I had a heap of tarragon in my garden, and um. But I, every time I make yeah, it... And mine's
0: going nuts too. Every
1: time I make it, I, it's like an emotional rollercoaster, isn't it? Because there's so much butter and you forget and then you eat it and you're like, oh, it's worth it.
0: It's so delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk about your book, In Good Company. So tell me a bit about the story behind the book and like why you decided to write it. Um, so I
1: wrote it because... I think there's nothing better you can do with your time than like bring people together at a table. Um, my first book, uh, Bus by the Door, was all about like cooking, making care packages and, and delivering them to people who might need a bit of extra love or cheering up. And so this one was more about like come in, come into my home, let me feed you, sit at my table. And I think I really wanted this book to give people kind of heaps of confidence and um, inspiration to not feel stressed about doing that. I think that over the years and maybe during COVID, we've all lost a little bit of our mojo or maybe some people, I've got girlfriends who are really, really good cooks who just lost confidence a bit and think it's all got to be perfect and super fancy and, um, you know, Instagrammable and whatever. So the food in my book is simple, generous, seasonal, yummy, and hopefully it just gives everyone a bit more
0: confidence. And, And the
1: more you do it, the more you enjoy it, and then, you know, hopefully it's a ripple effect.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. It's just like a practice thing. And I guess if we haven't been cooking Mm. recently for a crowd, because it's a bit, it's very different, isn't it, when you're entertaining to just cooking for like yourself? Yeah, definitely. And I think we all just put
1: too much pressure on ourselves because really our friends just want to sit at our table and they want, you know, it's about the company, it's about the candles and the flowers. And, you know, it's about, it's definitely about the food, but it's, more more than that so I think just take the pressure off just cook a few yummy things and have fun with it is really what I want the book to say to people
0: <laughs> yeah great so if someone isn't very confident about entertaining like what other advice would you give them to get started um I would say just
1: do as much as you can in advance you know I think there's nothing worse than that dreadful oh my god I've already got like an hour to go and I've got kitchens are tip and I've got all this stuff to do like that's when it's not fun but I think that if you can have like you know something in the oven it's all done there's you know we've got a really small house small kitchen like I can't bear there's a big mess in the kitchen when everyone's coming over like so I like to have it all done your kitchen's clean something's bubbling away in the oven or in the soy cooker that's already done in the fridge like I love as I mentioned before like a beautiful cold cold cut of meat with sliced with lots of salads, you know, like things that sit, you know, salads that are really substantial and sit at room temperature for a long time. Like a big roast vegetable,
0: cauliflower salads, things like that. So just keep it easy and do as much as you can, if not all of it, in advance, I would say. In advance, I think yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because then you that it doesn't matter if you like take something takes longer than you're anticipating because you've got giving yourself time. Yeah. So when like when you're having people over, like how much time do you give yourself, Sophie? Like when do you start thinking about it? Like what's your process look like? Um. So for me, like the the one of the funnest parts about
1: having people over is that part of it like the planning and like sitting there with all getting my cookbooks out and what am I going to make um and so I probably I don't know like a week out I might sort of start thinking about it and so say it's a lunch on Sunday you know I might do something have something made you know after work on a Thursday night and maybe on Saturday just a few bits and bobs so I think it just depends on your life and how much time you've got to put into these things but again the food I do is not super complicated but even something as simple as a lasagna is time consuming but I think it's time it's time well spent I kind of think as well as long as you're not rushing and up against the clock that's when I think it can become a bit of a nightmare. I would also say to people um, when people offer to bring something say yes like I'm always offering and I love taking a salad or a brunei sauce or you know I think we all like to contribute and So I think if people offer to bring something, um, you know, and then friends, absolutely um, delegate because I think that takes a little bit of the pressure and financial pressure off as well. If you've got a big group of people, um, it can become kind of prohibitive cost-wise. So if everyone's happy to bring something, it makes it so much more doable.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I always find that like when you be really specific with someone say like, you know, can you bring a salad or like can you bring dessert like it just it helps them decide
1: yes I think that's right be specific so have a bit of a plan and say hey it'd be great if you could bring a warm veggie salad or if you could bring um bread or if you could bring just some greens or you know so it kind of fits in so you don't end up with three of the same thing maybe not that that would matter but
0: yeah exactly. yeah, it's all good. okay. And so, like when you are planning ahead, like like what's how do you go about deciding? like we've got all like because there's like always so many ideas. Yeah. like how do you narrow it down? Um, I guess everything I do when I'm
1: cooking is uh, seasonal, so i I would start with um, you know what's in season, what can I build around that? So I think if you've got beautiful, simple, ingredients, you don't have to do much about it. So, for example, like if you're doing something during summer, um, you could just do a beautiful show-stopping like tomato salad, like freshly sliced like buffalo tomatoes and really good olive oil and some basil and, um, you know, salt and pepper and crusty bread. Like yum, that sounds to me like a perfect starter. And then – Yeah, me too. Yeah, so like just build things around like what's in season. You know, if their figs are in season, like make them – like just – a big bowl of warm figs for dessert is all you need as well. Sometimes, so um, start with that. And I think for the main course, it's nice to have something um, like I did a a the other day. Like this, it's in the book. It's like a Italian kind of
0: meatloaf and ah, oh, that big um, meatloaf. Sounds so much better when you call it polpottone. <laughs> I
1: know it doesn't. It's like me life, but actually, you know, things like that. Or you know, I've I've also made that into meatballs, and there's so many herbs and flavors in that, and and this really beautiful tomatoey sauce, prosciutto. Um, so if you had a big vat of delicious meatballs swimming in that tomato sauce, a bowl of peppery rocket, some bread, a few different pickles. I think it needs like some sharp pickles yum. Like that's, that's your meal. Perfect. So I think, yeah, you build it around your one kind of showstopper and then add kind of, well, I think meatballs are rich. They'll need the pickles to kind of offset that. So yeah, choose a couple of key things, I guess, and just sort of
0: build around that. Yeah. Great. There's a lot of people who have different dietary requirements these days. Like how do you navigate that when you, with your guests?
1: I think um, just have
0: lots of good
1: options so for example like I even though I do cook meat and I love meat I always have like a big um, substantial salad so um, the other day I did those, those sort of classic Piemontese capsicums which I really love and you put a t- half a tomato inside and some capers and you know cook it really really slowly and that just with some yummy crumbled feta or goat's cheese is a beautiful vegetarian dessert or you leave the cheese off if you've got vegans or so I guess just have a few different options but um, I think it's really exciting to see, you know, thanks to, I guess, Otalangi and chefs like that, you know, vegetable main dishes are the norm now, not just an exception. You know, like the meat is almost sort of the side dish and then you've got these beautiful big hero vegetable dishes, which I think is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, maybe just different, have a few different options. And I think if you're inviting guests over, never kind of, Make a fuss, not that anyone would, but I think they're your guest. It's our job to sort of make everybody feel welcome at the table. So, um if someone's got a particular dietary requirement, just do the best you can to make them feel looked after.
0: That's it, isn't it? It's just that it's because it's it's about if they feel taken care of, then it doesn't really matter what mm. the, <laughs> the food is. Yeah, yeah, and there's always options. Yeah. yeah. And is there anything you've learned over your years of experience of of cooking for a crowd that you wish you knew sooner?
1: I guess keep it simple. Like, honestly, um, just good, simple, seasonal flavours is what what people want and generous. So I really like to have um, set up, you know, surf Family style, just plonk it down in the middle of the table or if it's a bigger group, just sort of set up a table with all the food that people can come and help themselves because I think people like that agency, (laughs) you know, people like to put their own plate together, I think. Um, So, yeah, keep it simple um, don't fuss about making every plate look perfect. Just plonk it all
0: down on the table, abundance of food, have fun with it. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Rem- remembering that it's meant to be fun. I think sometimes mm-hmm. like that's it's particularly if you're not so confident that it's easy to forget in the moment of like actually we're getting together here for fun, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if we all wanted like gastronomic kind of delights and all the fun and everything, like, That's what we set up and go to restaurants for, you know. When we go to a friend's (laughs) house, a big bowl of beautiful pasta and a salad is, not you know, that's all you need. I think it's more about
0: the whole vibe. So, yeah, just have fun with it. (laughs) Yeah. So where's the best place for people to learn more about your work, Sophie? Uh,
1: Probably Instagram is the great first sort of port of call. I'm at local lovely. But I have a newsletter that I send out every week five things to be cheerful about i love your newsletter it's so fun <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> it is fun it um, takes me way too long to put together because i fall down all sorts of rabbit holes um on the internet but uh yeah i guess you can sign up to everything and find out more about my books all, all on the on the um my instagram that's probably the best first place
0: yeah. And actually Sophie's books would make an amazing p- Christmas present, both like, um, oh, Company and the basket by the door. Like I've given that to quite a few people and they've like, it's just, it's, I love that. Like, yeah, just the way it's put together. It's just so beautiful. And the fact that it's, you know, Australian is it's really nice as well. So yeah, I can't recommend that enough. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Hey, <laughs> Awesome. Sophie. Well, thanks so much. It's good to
1: chat. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks, Jules, And I'll um, look forward to listening to more of your beautiful podcast
0: episodes. <laughs> Thank you. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoy Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.